You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Morning. Good morning, Pat. Yes, so it's, well, it's a different day, but it is early in the morning, isn't it? It is. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's morning. Correct. Correct. Windy. Yeah, so we're getting the end of, um, I guess, the weather, the weather system that hit up uh, New South Wales and Queensland. We are, yeah, and it's nothing in comparison. No, no. no. Yeah, so hearts out to everyone out there. It's terrible yeah. what's going on. It is, everyone. it is, yeah. Can't quite grasp what a flood is. I've never lived through a flood. Me either. But speaking to people who have in the past, it sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... it's you kind of can't wrap your head around it, eh? So there's been those photos going around of kind of like the before, before and afters. But even even that is, um, I think, because you you can't really experience what it must be like, you know, to uh, to see kind of you know a certain situation, but then be, see it completely underwater. But then I think more importantly, what happens when the water actually recedes and what's what's left? Exactly, and hearing from some people who live up there and. Just saying that exact sentiment, they just can't describe that feeling of what it is like. Yeah, so hearts out. There's a lot of work to be done up there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the amazing thing is community has been leading the charge by the sounds of it for restoration and clean up. Um, whether that's good or bad, there has been a lot of pressure on mm-hmm. government and different NGOs whether there's been enough response or not, but community once again has been front and center and Absolutely. helping each other out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's very much the case, isn't it? So that you've had this, um, you know, people from, from the surrounding areas who haven't been hit actually helping those who, who have, whether that's kind of, you know, setting up places for people to actually <clears throat> get a meal or kind of help them, you know, in terms of actually cleaning, cleaning out their house or kind of, you know, bringing in the right equipment to help kind of pressure wash down houses. I think it, you know, it's, it's classic in situations like this where if parts of the community can help um, to, to respond, I think that's, you know, kind of a really um, important part for everyone as they actually, actually go through this. And that kind of leads us into some of what we're going to talk about today around how, how connection is really about actually being emotionally available and being able to actually kind of connect with the experience of, of others, but doing that through, I think, your own your own emotions and your own kind of um, experience of a situation. So I think the floods or even kind of, you know, what's going on in Ukraine, they're both good examples of how, you know, you can either choose to connect with something or you can shut yourself off from something. Yeah, it's so true. Um, and then being able to connect from... From that place of experience, I suppose that's what these two events do for people very much on the ground who are experiencing mm. that. Now it galvanizes this, this shared experience because it is such a big, life threatening shared experience where people really turn mm. and look at one another and forget the differences, I suppose, or embrace the difference. I don't know what really the right mm. word there is, and I suppose it depends on the situations, but mm. people sort of let them sit and realize that. They're human, I suppose, a lot more than we usually do on the day to day. Yeah, yeah, and it's. It, I guess it's part of um, you know what community really is. So community is often it's it's a nebulous concept, but certainly in my own experience, when you define community more broadly, you do market research or you work with people around it. It's a it's a sense that I belong. 
So, and, but then you start to unpack what belonging means is that, again, it's a bit, people don't really have an answer to that. So it's partly, I feel accepted. It's partly, I like it here. It's partly about the natural ambiance. It's partly about certain characters in a community. It's about its infrastructure and, you know, and its social network. So schools, mm. etc. Um, now, in an emergency situation, what happens inside that is that it's not just that community, it's also it's a much wider area that has something in common, i.e. we need to deal with this um, together. But the thing I think that really kind of it, it appeals to is a human sense of this deep desire for connection. But when you look underneath the hood of that, what it's really about is about empathy and an understanding that this could have been me. Mm-hmm. So you've got one half of the community just using the floods as an example that has experienced the weather system but has hasn't actually gone through um the resulting flooding right so on their side of that what they're actually looking at is that they genuinely feel lucky that they actually haven't haven't been hit and they want to actually help right so there's this deep desire to actually help others who are just like them Mm -hmm. um and i think that's what you know we we kind of often forget around around connection is that a real challenge in today's world is we no longer really share in events the way that we perhaps used to when we had less things in our lives and what i mean by that is our lives were smaller they had a smaller window um if we were living down here on the peninsula, you know, even, you know, 60 years ago, our life would have been here, right? Mm-hmm. And our news would have come come into that, but we would have connected to each other through our own daily experiences here. And the emotional sense of, of connection would have been, I think, you know, around broadly survival, but kind of actually working together a little bit more collectively. But being emotionally connected to a place is also about being emotionally connected to yourself and your own sense of being part of something. Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And I think one piece in there that really resonates is that connection, you really, and for community, from from my mind, is when someone gives something of themselves is Mm -hmm. when they feel part of a community. I think you can look in and be wanting to be part of something, see something, but until you feel like something of yourself has been given, not like you're giving a hand or a finger or something like that, but you know, you're invested energy, time, um, emotion, big time. That's when I feel like that real sense of community. And then we're sort of bridging communities thrown so much around online and how to build communities online is one of the biggest phrases that we have at the moment. And it's true. And I think off the back of our conversation last week around people I connected with that or finding our tribe is Mm. is that sense of finding a community but how does that actually work and been trying to understand the space of DAOs what they are and all their lingo that go along with that and so that decentralized autonomous organizations is all spun off the idea of a community and how that runs and it has Mm. its own principle sitting there and it has its own sort of people who look after it but trying to understand that from a coming in point of view who helps people welcome them on an online space when it's very much there's not much of a front door Mm. there's not even a back door like what how does that all work but once again i feel like it comes down to members giving something of themselves and how that works is you can give time you can give resource and then you feel somewhat invested either emotionally financially socially Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. That seems to be the 
the crux of building that community and then how do you move that and how it moves and where it's governed and how that all works gets quite tricky but beautiful in a lot of ways um but what do you reckon that connection because you're speaking very much geographically Mm. that connection online and offline i think is a is a tricky one it is it is yeah um I think one one is probably more transactional, whereas the other one is more. I think, you know, not not about a. It's I think it's a longer term investment. So I think what I what I mean by that is about the actual um, <clears throat> the friction or the kind of taking yourself out of uh, a physical community is much harder than actually taking yourself out of an online community. So this this sense of kind of you know a lot of our online world unfortunately is driven by you know it's still driven by emotion but it's more about hatred and it's more about exclusion or finding a particular group of people i finally found my my people right but that's that's important but it's also about balance whereas i find in kind of more of your classic physical community constructs and still there's lots of challenges around exclusion and inequality but there's more transaction um, i guess kind of friction in Mm taking yourself out of out of that particular situation so if you ghost someone or um what's the word cancel them on online or if you remove yourself from your community really the the transaction cost for you to that and the kind of friction that goes with it is zero it's a click and you're done but in real life when you're actually kind of face to face with someone who's maybe views you don't share or maybe who's actually challenging you now that conversation typically however you manage it has an emotional cost to you i.e you might get challenged you might feel afraid you might feel um taken on you might feel um enlightened you might feel like kind of you got challenged in a really good way or kind of you know there's something that actually happened in that so i think at a human level those types of conversations they tend to therefore be much more balanced Mm. right because really um you know if i'm going to get an argument with you pat and we're going to stand here and have kind of a back and forth discussion that is heated that's going to come at a cost to both of us. And we're both going to have to live with the consequences because we live within a community. But like, am I going to see this guy down at the pub? Am I going to see him at the shops, etc. Mm-hmm. Now online, I'll never see you again. Right. And that's that I think is kind of one of the things that is a real paradox of when we talk about online community is that the ability to get out of that community and the ability to enter that community is a lot easier than it is, I would argue, in a physical world. Yeah, that's just good point i think there's still some of that exists online but the, mm. there's definitely a lot harder well if you really want to bail on the community in a geographical sense you can you can often go you if can you have the means yeah which is similar to online yeah but it's just it's a harder process it's That's a all different I'm trying to transaction say. as you were saying so well and it's a, in terms of the back and forth of a conversation versus a keyboard smash is <laughs> Once again, very different. But is the emotional cost different as well? So no, like, I don't think you it, don't think it is. I think it can be better yeah. emotional cost wise if it's done to and fro, like mm. me and you standing here versus online bashing. I think online yeah. is really dangerous when it starts to get conflicting, especially for certain types of people because of just the way people's minds work i think Mm. they can get really negative about themselves if they have a low self-esteem depends on where people are at Mm. emotionally or with their Mm. mental health i think you can get so much worse online because you feel like the whole world's against you because the community kind of it's not just one it's not not just one one one. you're getting like 
that's very ragdoll around that community and like your image or whatever is just going around and you know you're getting memed you're getting memed like you're getting, <laughs> yeah, you're getting everything yeah. and whereas yeah. in a community i think it's a lot softer you can still feel that but my experience of something hmm. minute happening for someone to feel a little bit ostracized or have done something maybe perceived to be wrong hmm. It's a little bit softer in that edge. You still have a one-on-one conversation with someone and, you know, mm. feel part of that. But I think it's very quick online. Right. And with cancel culture, as you bring up, can be so dangerous. Um, and even cancel culture even applied in when it's not even to do with cancelling. I think it's bullying. Mm. Because, you know, it's yeah, that. Yeah, what it is. Mm. Yeah, it's that. Uh, yeah. So... I think it can actually be worse online. Yeah, yeah, that's I th- you know, I think that's really fair that for the for the individual themselves, the kind of I guess, you know, the it's the path to exclu- exclusion isn't it? I guess it's kind of how much agency the yeah. individual has in that in that decision is that, you know, arguably if you decide to leave that because you don't necessarily agree with the views, it's instant and you can go but if you're part of it and you generally feel like you belong to it and then all of a sudden you're piled on that is and you're the one cancelled that is very very difficult Mm. um to to take yeah because it's kind of it's you know it's not just the 50 people around you it's the kind of it's the 5,000 kind of you know 500,000 5 million who are really looking down on you and making you know somewhat an example of you you're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact, and transact. Your hosts, Patrick Beggs of Per Production, a production house that works with organisations to create media that strengthens culture and communicates that culture to the world. And Joe Rogers, CEO of The Contenders, a brand agency famous for crafting brands which deliver results for those who work for them, shop for them, and support them. For more information, head to baupod.co. And if you find this podcast insightful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to our conversations. Yeah, and you feel 100% judged. And then how to... I think once you leave online and go Mm. into the world, I still feel like you still feel that. You can't really make that Mm. distinction put down the thumbs and walk away no. the thumbs are still there you've still lived that it's still there you still feel like that person you're looking at has the similar feelings to what you've experienced yeah. from there so i suppose where to take it from here is how do we bridge that or is there a space to bridge that because i feel like geographically in a community it's a lot softer and those confrontations or things well let me let me ask you this back the other way because maybe maybe that's the way to think about it is that so in an online community so the ability to you know ostracize is easier from from what you're saying so if i decide that you know pat's posted this terrible thing up in our beautiful kind of surfing group and i want him out of it then i can just instantly act that but what's the emotional cost for me in that so as the person so i'm the one bullying you in this instance what price do i pay for that versus in a in a gathering in terms of physical proximity is there do i pay a higher price in a physical um, proximity sense therefore i um, moderate my behavior or my behavior is more moderated versus in an online sense where i can just flick you whatever stuff i want to send at you and be you know 
what a, like the classic keyboard warrior yeah you know bah, 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 throw stuff at pat yeah until pat kind of can't deal with it anymore Fair. right yeah. but there's what emotional cost do i bear in that well it depends the type of person you know i think a lot of people sell and it just perpetuates that sourness but i think in terms of if we were standing in a group and you were doing what you were doing on a yeah. keyboard i think you would wear a lot more yeah. i think the keyboard space is just so easy to throw a keyboard someone might smash a like at you while you're in the comment yeah. section and you feel justified yeah but yeah. um yeah that's a very good question but in but like if in you real in, life if you're in real life to your aid. say if you're in a car park or you're mm. in a public space and yep. someone's doing that yeah someone would tell you to back up you would hope well okay or they'd get their phone out and film it film it yeah and then post it online post it on- <laughs> <laughs> okay because this kind of gets to the heart of what i think you know this kind of this connection through emotion really is about is that so if that if that was in real life and to use your car park example i'm going to get involved because i can see that that could be me mm. right i can actually see that in my emotional experience of that is that i would you know i'm fearful for the person because but more so I can relate to it because I might experience that exactly myself. So if I don't stand up or if I don't help, then who, right? Who is actually going to, going to do that? And it's, it's a social contract thing, right? So, you know, I think that's kind of what plays out more when we're there, but when we're online, I think that social contract has never really been engineered because it's not, it's actually not there. It's not in terms of, it's not a give and take, right? So, but I think, you know, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll get there as the generation, you know, that kind of comes through and has it had to, you know, basically grow up with this technology starts to lead it. It's then about, you know, I think kind of bringing some of those norms around kind of, well, you've got to come to someone's aid, right? And that's the stuff that I kind of, you know, maybe is missing a bit in that example that you're talking about is that it's the emotional empathy to be like, wow, they're getting really ganged up on. They actually need to kind of come come and help them. But it's coming from the sense of that that could be me, mm. right? And I find so much of the stuff online is actually quite emotionally stunted and is very, very basic because people are worried about the the pushback right you know and there's not a lot of cueing you know i can say something (laughs) i can say something quite offensive you know in a in a community setting and i will feel people be like yeah right step out of shot etc geographically like yeah yeah they'll pull back from you whereas online i think you know one of the things that i kind of you know really think about is that as we talk about entering this more kind of um we're trying to bring more humanistic kind of interaction things to it so i.e less typing based which is a taught skill more kind of gesturing more kind of character in space being able to move around more like a video game kind of world where your character can interact just as if it was you know you in real life Mm. now in doing that are we going to bring that value set of kind of emotional availability and understanding that that's the key to connection in these worlds i find you know it's just an interesting thing that i don't see a lot of discussion about yeah that social contract is so true and has not been engineered as you say so well Mm. around in in the web at all in the way that we interact even though we've had that social revolution and it has impacted on the way we share and disseminate information and Mm. um has caused a lot of different 
societal changes, but I think the actual contract around how we organise and interact with one another online is, as mm. you say, very stunted and basic. And mm. yeah, whether that is because it's all done on a keyboard or whether our future avatars will be able to... Maybe they'll relate better, right? Maybe they'll be able to relate better. Mm. Um, once again, it is a projection, but so is everything, really. The way you dress, yep. everything is orchestrated to some degree <laughs> it like is we are a weird society that puts feathers on ourselves for certain reasons so. well but they're evolutionary they're exactly. they're critical because yeah. they're critical to understanding you know um at a very very basic level everything in this this world is you know chemically based so therefore it's positive negative or it's reaction you know kind of um reaction and that's the essence of life it's not mm. just not just humans for us that manifests as should i stay should i go should i be fearful should i not you know but the thing about online is that like a lot of our sensory ability to kind of judge that threat level is not there yeah, the it's cues just are yeah gone. the cues are gone it's like one dimensional yeah and i would even yeah. say it's half dimensional yeah. right and it's but you can tell by by tone right in terms of kind of like we've got all of these ways that we express ourselves but they're very very basic yeah. you know in terms of what comes across that emo the ability to emotionally connect across mediums like that is a little bit more challenging like do emojis help sure right but you've got to only look like i mean the 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 amount of emojis doesn't even cover remotely what you just did just there in terms of that ability to kind of laugh at a point you would send me a laughing face yeah. but is it funny funny it's yeah. not actually funny funny <laughs> it's actually it's resonated with you and it's kind of you gone that's cool i really like that that's my point i think around that yeah. you know online it becomes harder and harder to express yourself emotionally and stay connected in that and in a way that actually you're available and when i say base it's very much like you like it you don't like it mm. you're medium you're you know and we have this very small narrow window of time i think to kind of figure out how we express ourselves better you know in, across this technology i mean like what you're mad so you put everything in all caps like that's is that the extent of it like that is that as far as we believe this this can go and i think it's a huge opportunity but mm. we kind of got to think a lot more about the heuristics of being human which is that we are expressive creatures to your point we do put feathers on things and that's feathering you know to use pat pat words <laughs> is about you judging your threat level so yeah. you know if you show up for the podcast and you're dressed in military gear right and <laughs> i'm gonna be you know afraid a little bit more afraid not just help <laughs> what you're projecting and that's that's how we are right it's not just that we dress to kind of you know we actually dress to project people's ability to approach us yeah that's so well said that's very well said and then how do we do that piece for the online so hearing you speak through that i wanted to ask you the question yeah. is there a community online or is it only exist where you live or the spaces you exist physically i think that's you know a great question and stuff like to me that we can kind of start start to unpack as as we go through this it's I don't have an answer straight to straight to that. I would say that the concept of community and this desire for humans to belong to something is is very very strong. But the part of the issue is about how you stay connected in a space that's not really fulfilling your emotional 
needs. Mm-hmm. And that's what I worry about with online communities is that transactionally they're terrific, right? In terms of getting a piece of information, getting unique insight into something, that is very, very easy to do now with, with technology. It's, you know, you and you can be parts of, you know, as I am, lots of different loose groups. You can pose a question and you'll get an answer back and you can, you know, if you have decent information, you can filter what's right, what's wrong, and you can create your own experience. But you can never bring that back mm-hmm. to the group. And, you know, that's what I find. You know, like interesting, I've been building um, rock walls at home. So I've posed like lots of little questions out to the world. I've got lots of great stuff back, but I can't ever express my experience of actually kind of starting to put that puzzle together and kind of how that's connected for me. It's very hard to bring that back other YouTube than be channel. like smiley face. YouTube channel, Joey. <laughs> yeah, you could, Joey's but it, even that is one, you know, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that said, like, yeah. that's, you know, I mean, what do you reckon? Like, when you kind of think about this concept of kind of, you know, it feels like we need more time to kind of discuss yeah. that. But, I mean, what do you, like, top line, do you think? Well, from this conversation, it's definitely made me think about the two. And then even just throwing that gag in there, hearing you, how much you appreciate that information coming back to you and then where is the give there's a lot of sort of that take and i've experienced that like how do you Hmm. appreciate that and how do you sort of share gratitude or how do you contribute back and what is that Hmm. and i don't know as it i feel like it is very much a creator sense so maybe if you're producing something and sharing something that's sort of a bit of an like you know you're giving your valuable or like vulnerable self a bit of a show online if people want to access that and learn a little bit more about Hmm. you as a person they can and you're sort of gating that and giving that in Hmm. a way even if it's through a podcast or say for sure something else i feel like it works a bit like that even though that's very messy Hmm. and in terms of the confines of a defined community uh it's it is very transactional but i still feel like there's room and i would still define it as a community that can exist but i think they're very different and there's a lot of ways for people to yeah feel i think it's really hard for people to feel truly heard especially certain types but for Mm. other people i think they're heard a lot and i think the the Mm. data points to that yeah there's usually 10 percent of people who feel very heard online and there's a lot who don't Mm. but um whether that's a good thing or not but maybe that's where we take it is talking about, you know, because community online, you know, there's, there's maybe two things to discuss in that is that like communities of knowledge perhaps kind of function a little bit better because it is like the knowledge does grow, mm-hmm. right? So ways you can put back to that is through kind of, you know, um, sharing back your experience, the little kind of tidbit you found, etc. That does grow. But communities of discussion sure. tends to get very um, narrow and in, in a hurry. But maybe that's the kind of thing that we can actually talk about is that the what's the what's the context to that why does it why does one probably succeed a bit better and why does one fail that's a great place to go all right cool all right well thanks pat thanks thank you for listening to bau business as unusual subscribe and learn more at baupod.co that's baupod.co